I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. The rollout for a new round of updated COVID vaccines began this week. The FDA approved shots from Moderna and Pfizer on Monday. Good news for people who are still monitoring COVID cases and trying to avoid getting infected. If it seems like, once again, lots of people are getting sick, it's not just your imagination. COVID cases are rising locally and nationally thanks to the latest strains of the virus that have gotten smarter at evading immunity gained by previous vaccinations or infections. How are these highly mutated subvariants with names like XBB15, B8, 286 and EG5 impacting patients? And will the new vaccine work against them? Today on Fifth Emission, Chronicle reporter Ideen Vaziri will help guide us through what these rising cases and hospitalizations mean, who should get the latest vaccines, and tips on how to get them. For the first time in the pandemic, the federal government is no longer covering the shots. So how can uninsured populations still stay safe from this constantly evolving virus? Ideen Vaziri, great to have you back on Fifth Emission. Hello, how are you? I'm great. Here to talk about COVID, our favorite subject. Ideen, a lot of people have been getting COVID, it seems, lately, especially folks who have managed to avoid getting COVID until now. Tell me, just how serious is this latest surge in comparison to other however many surges we've had? I've I've lost count by now. I have as well. And we don't have a lot of the metrics that we had the first two, three years of the pandemic. So we don't know exactly how many people are sick, but judging by our personal network, quite a few people in the newsroom are sick. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of friends, a lot of people who have recently traveled who've become sick. So that's a good indicator that cases are up. The metrics that we are following do back that up. COVID-19 hospitalizations have been increasing since late July. And, you know, it's not as bad as it was like the last two, three summers, but In California, they're up 83% Hmm. over the past month. So that's pretty substantial. And to put that, you know, in real numbers, that's 383 people a day getting admitted to the hospital for COVID-related causes. The state's test positivity rate is close to 14%. You know, it got as low as 3% in the middle of summer. And you don't really want it to go over 5% because that's when the virus is technically spreading out of control. Wastewater samples, you know, show like a doubling of SARS-CoV-2 virus since July. So it's definitely going around where it's not quite a surge, but it's a swell. Mm. And it's making people be interested in getting this latest round of updated COVID vaccines. Now, the FDA and the CDC are not calling these shots boosters. Instead, they're referring to them as new or updated vaccines. Why is that? Does it say something about what the COVID threat is now? I think they're really just trying to simplify things. They're not calling this a booster because it's a brand new formula. It's designed to target the strains of the coronavirus that are in circulation now. So it's a new formula. And They just want to make this kind of an annual thing like the flu shot. And they're hoping people get the annual COVID vaccine when they get the annual flu shot. And this new formula targets the Omicron variant XBB15, which caused 
most of the infections this year up until a few weeks ago when we have these newer subvariants coming out, EG5, and now there's BA286, which is in circulation. The new formula, they say, will work against these newer variants, not necessarily in preventing infection, but preventing those really bad outcomes like hospitalization, death, things like that. And what do we know about these latest variants? How are they different from variants we've faced in the past? They're more transmissible because that's, as the virus evolves, it just wants to continue being more efficient in infecting people. Infectious disease experts, the ones I spoke to, are not too worried about EG5, which is the one that's kind of dominant right now. It's dominant, but only accounts for 22% of the cases nationwide. So we have a really mixed bag of variants in circulation right now. That one is similar to XBB15, for which the new shots target. There is some concern about BA286, which Dr. Bob Wachter at UCSF recently described as the um, scary of the moment. Hmm. <laughs> And that's because that one has over 30 mutations on its spike protein, which is basically the way the virus enters the body. And that's been described as an evolutionary leap. The good news is, so far, there haven't been too many cases linked to BA286. And there were four recent studies that found that the antibodies we have from previous infection and vaccination are still effective at neutralizing it. So th there's a glimmer of hope, but everyone's still waiting to hear more. Yeah. Who should get these shots, according to some of the health experts you spoke to? The CDC and the FDA recommend these shots for everyone six months and older, regardless of their vaccination status. So whether they've been vaccinated before or if they've never received a vaccine, it's recommended that they get these shots. People who are higher risk and older adults, anyone who's immunocompromised should definitely get the shot. Even though Californians were very good about getting the first few rounds of vaccines when they were offered, only 21% got the bivalent booster that rolled out last fall. A lot of people are not up to date on their shots right now. It's important that everyone consider getting this shot to up their immunity, especially as we go into the fall and winter. Yeah. You know, people who are still COVID conscious seems like a minority these days, but they worry about things like long COVID. Do the latest updated vaccines protect against that? The CDC in its documentation for this shot said that there's evidence that the vaccine cuts the risk of long COVID and I think overall the COVID vaccines we've had have demonstrated that they, they do impact the threat of long COVID because over time we're seeing the prevalence of long COVID go down. A majority of the people who experienced long COVID were the ones who were infected in the first year before the shots became available. 
We're about to enter our fourth winter of the pandemic. When is the best time to get the new updated COVID vaccines in order to stay safe through a possible surge? Chronicle reporter Ideen Maziri will share after a quick break. You're listening to Fifth Admission. You can support the newsroom that creates this podcast by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Aideen Vaziri, let's talk timing for getting these new vaccines. Walgreens and CVS just opened up appointments to schedule vaccinations. And for folks who want them, should they get them ASAP? Or is there a strategy to consider here, especially since we're likely to anticipate winter outbreaks as we've seen years prior? Ideally, you want to get it mid to late October when we typically get our flu vaccines in California because that will protect you during a winter surge. However, if you are planning to travel or visit with high-risk relatives, or, you know, if you're moving into a dorm room or if you have a lot of in-person meetings coming up, you might want to consider getting it right away. It takes about two weeks for the body to build immunity after receiving the vaccine. So you have to consider that. If you're going to go on a flight tomorrow, it's not going to make a difference, but... If you do have a flight coming up in two to three weeks, it can help you out. The other thing to consider is protection from these vaccines typically lasts about two to four months. So getting it in October will get you through November, December. December is a time for gathering with family and Mm -hmm. a lot of people travel. So you do want your protection to be as high as possible during that time. It's, it really depends on the individual and their circumstances. You mentioned the flu vaccine. And last year, we heard a lot about the triple-demic. That's when the flu, RSV, and COVID cases collided. Should folks be getting their updated COVID vaccines along with these other vaccinations all at the same time? Yeah, there have been studies done. And uh, I spoke to infectious disease experts at UCSF, and they said it's perfectly safe to get the COVID vaccine at the same time as getting the flu vaccine or the RSV vaccine if you need that one. This year's flu vaccine is expected to be a relatively good match against the circulating strains of the virus. You know, if people get that flu vaccine and the COVID vaccine, we could have a milder winter than we've had in the past two, three years. There's also an RSV vaccine for the first time And that's available to adults over 60 and really young children, but it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. So if people think they're eligible, they should consult their doctor or a pharmacist to see if they need that one. So let's give some tips to listeners. How should people find these new updated vaccines? What's the best way to schedule the shot? As you mentioned, appointments are open now through pharmacies like Walgreens and CVS. Bay Area counties will be setting up clinics as the shots become more widely available. And the easiest way to schedule, like we have in the past, is to just go to the website myturn.ca.gov. And that lists healthcare providers and allows you to schedule a shot. So it's myturn.ca.gov. Now, Aideen, we know that this is, you know, for the first time in the pandemic, the federal government 
no longer covers COVID vaccines. So what does this all mean for people with insurance and maybe more importantly, people without insurance? If you have insurance, you're going to be covered. Bay Area Health Departments recommend first thing you do is to contact your healthcare provider or go to their website and find out how you can get a shot through them. There will be some community sites that offer free vaccinations for those who don't have insurance or have limited coverage or underinsured. And then the CDC is going to launch a program called the Bridge Access Program that will provide free vaccines to uninsured individuals through December 2024. If for any reason you have to pay out of pocket for these shots, they cost between $115 to $130 per dose. There are many ways around that. There are a lot of options. I will say this this shot is just a single dose shot, unlike previous shots. Mm -hmm. This is just a one and done shot. So they're really working to simplify this. You mentioned that a majority of people didn't get the booster shot last fall. How are public health officials taking that into account? And what are their expectations this time around? We're in a funny place where people are understandably ready to move past the pandemic and just put it behind them. We're all over it. Even I'm, <laughs> I think I'm over it more than anyone else, even though I write about it every day. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would love for it to be over, but the reality is the virus is still around and it's still infecting people. It's, you know, even if it's not killing people or sending as many people to the hospital as it did in the past, it's still disrupting our lives. You can't go into work. You can't go see that concert you wanted to see. You can't hang out with your friends. So public health officials are kind of trying to find the balance between knowing people don't want to hear about it, but also wanting to protect them. And the messaging has been very subtle mm -hmm. so far. They're gently encouraging people is the best way to put it. But again, everything has become an individual choice now, masking, getting vaccinated, there are no mandates forthcoming. No one's going to be forced to do anything. No one's going to be forced to mask or forced to get these shots. But they're hoping that individuals make the smart decision to protect themselves. Mm. Well, Idine, I so appreciate you staying on this coverage. Thank you so much for bringing clarity to all this. Thank you. Idine Vaziri is a staff writer at The Chronicle. Find his COVID coverage along with his other reporting online at sfchronicle.com and on The Chronicle app. Thanks to Gary Baca for editing this episode. And thanks to you for listening. <laughs>